Jesus answered them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Jesus had a temper. In this dramatic scene of Christ cleansing the temple, we are allowed to see Jesus reacting in a very human way. Who among us has not been angry? It's difficult to admit because generally we do not, we do not like to show our anger. It's unbecoming. It's just not pleasant for the person who is angry and it's not pleasant to be in the presence of someone revealing his anger. When we hear that our Lord was angry, it blows our whole impression of Jesus, the Jesus that we like to be seen as gentle, meek, and mild. We like to be near Him, and we need to be here near Him, and that's the problem. We need to be near Jesus and try to draw closer to Him, even in His anger. In this episode of Jesus' anger from today's gospel, there is a direct connection between the temple and Christ's body. St. John's description of the scene includes this. Jesus poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their, temp their tables. And he told those who sold pigeons, take these things away. You shall not make my father's house a house of trade. If the temple belongs to Jesus' father, there is also a kind of ownership belonging to Jesus, because Jesus and the Father are one. Then, after cleansing the temple, when Jesus is asked to explain his actions to the Jews, he says, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. At this point, Jesus is talking about his body, but everyone thinks it's the temple. I think the point made that we must not miss is Jesus is making a direct connection between his body and the temple. The temple for the Jews is where they come in contact with the holiness of God. That's what it's for. It's built and set aside for them to offer sacrifices, to offer their personal and their communal prayers, to offer sacrifices not only for sins, but also for thanksgivings. Where we offer everything that we have, that is, our prayers, our sins, our whole worth, our lives, there is also a temple. For us, that temple is Christ, and our place of worship, sacrifice, and prayer is the church. I want to push this point because it is there, right in the gospel. It's there in the action of the cleansing of the temple. It's in Christ calling his body a temple. And that point is there in his explanation of why he cleansed the temple. Temples are the place for coming into contact 
with the purity, the holiness, and the power of God. Those places demand to be kept holy and used for the purpose that they were intended. That was Jesus' reason for throwing out those who sold things and the money changers. They were not using the temple, nor it seemed that they even thought of the temple as a place of prayer. Making offerings for forgiveness of sins and thanksgivings for God's mercy and goodness were not the, portion, were not the purpose that the sellers or the money changers were up to, so Jesus had to purge them, and he did. This may be a good lesson for us. Since there is this close connection between Jesus and the temple, for us that would be the church, we are forced to ask the question, how do we treat the church? By the church, I mean Christ's body, the church, and its incarnate presence, our own parish church. So we're asked, we need to ask the question, do we use our church as the place of where worship is put first? We need to ask the question, do we expect our church to produce things for us? Is that what it's for? Or do we approach the church as a place to worship and serve? Because if we see the church as a nice club that can provide certain things for us, or simply as a place to get something that we want, the church is supposed to provide it, then we're not seeing it as a place to serve Christ. Do we love and respect our church? Do we love and respect it enough to want to share it with others, to bring others here to see the closeness of Christ that we have, the closeness of Christ as a personal, intimate Savior. If we do share what we have here and use it for worship and service first, then we are using the temple in the way that Christ intended. Now, the second scene in our gospel passage provides a second lesson for us. The disciples are watching as Jesus slings his whip of cords and yells to the sellers, Take these things away. You shall not make my father's house a house of trade. Given that, notice they didn't send him off to some anger management classes. They didn't recommend an intervention for him. What did they do? They went to the scriptures. The disciples went to the scriptures and found in their minds Psalm 69, verse 9. That was their reaction. St. John writes in his gospel, his disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for thy house will consume me. That's what the disciples thought, first thing. Again, that Psalm 69, verse 9, is where David is lamenting his sins and it has such zeal for his father's house. A zeal for his father's house. Again, the same zeal that David has for the temple, Jesus has. And he identifies himself 
with the temple. The faithful, all of us, the faithful are to have such a zeal for the temple that their whole lives are to be consumed by it. Are we not to have the church consume our whole lives? Should not our turning our whole lives be over to Christ? Now, when Jesus is challenged by the Jews to justify his behavior, he once again connects himself, his life, his death, and his resurrection to the temple. What sign have you to show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. That's his proof. That's where he gets his authority. The authority that's given to Jesus to purge the temple is the same authority from God his Father. The same authority that allows Jesus to go about preaching about the kingdom of God, performing miracles. It's the same authority with which he is has that willingness to suffer and die on the cross, and finally, that that he will make himself the once-for-all sacrifice that will take away the sins of the world. He will complete, he will be the complete replacement for all of the sacrifices performed in the temple, because his body will be the sacrifice. He points his disciples, you see, to the resurrection. That is the ultimate stamp of authority, and they will come to know it when he is indeed sacrificed on the cross and raised three days later. St. John makes this very clear. When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had spoken. We should too. The powerful and dramatic action of the cleansing of the temple drives home to us that Jesus wants the places where we meet God kept holy. If we meet God in some dramatic way here at the church, or we meet him in some simple, clear way at the church of the Advent, then keep it holy. Use this place for worship and prayer first. Remember, as we're working on the condition of our spiritual lives here in Lent, the goal is to have such zeal for our lives with Jesus in his church that that is our first priority. Everything else seems to have an order, a comfort, a purpose and direction when our lives are right with Jesus. We know this to be true. Why? Because Jesus proved it to his disciples and the whole world. When the temple of his body was destroyed, he raised it three days later. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.